Welcome everybody to Broadcast Team Alpha, where we welcome everybody to Broadcast Team Alpha, where we welcome everybody to Broadcast Team Alpha, where we're doing it again tonight with one of our favorite, one of my favorite people on the planet. And Augie's going to tell you about Keith in a minute. But I just want to thank you guys, as always, for being here. Thank you for skyrocketing us with um, our subscribers. We are just a few subscriptions away from like 8,000. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do it now. If your dog has a YouTube page or a Google um, email, um, have your dog subscribe too. <laughs> and if you don't want to miss any of our shows, click that little bell. I know it's annoying if you get all of the you know all of the announcements but you can choose you can choose all of the announcements or some of them so then you'll always know when we're going to go live because we do go live sometimes spontaneously now that we have the membership group the membership group is separate from our regular youtube station there is exclusive content back that back there um Augie and I are test driving some videos that we weren't necessarily ready to put out into the general public yet, uh, just to see how it goes. So it's it's a it's a lot more intimate, and we do have monthly gatherings, and sometimes we have guest speakers, sometimes we have Jenny G come and give readings, or um, Dr. Charnel, you know, our naturopathic doctor may come and speak with us. So so sign up for that if you would like to be part of the with uh if you'd like to have a backstage pass that's what it reminds me of I, I ended up going backstage with huey lewis once it's the only time i went backstage right so, so that's what i think of when i think about our membership group it's like going backstage so augie let's talk about keith anthony blanchard yes oh yes yes i've been looking forward to this one because this is going to be a lot of fun and uh, keith anthony blanchard is returning to broadcast him alpha i uh, looked him up and i see gosh it's almost a year ago since he was with us and that's way too long we got to change this it's not going to be a, a year till next time i want to say a few words about anthony uh, <clears throat> keith anthony and uh, he's the founder and host of the center for light radio he has written several books uh, best-selling books and uh, the first one is the divine principle anchoring heaven to earth and for the love of god a spiritual journey and he's also a philosopher a poet composer music and film producer and uh, he is a popular speaker on podcasts uh, everywhere and we have had some uh, some great conversations in the past and he have had some incredible experiences he went to india to become a disciple of swami mishwayogi and uh, yeah I, I don't speak uh, hindi so i probably butchered that one but if i ever meet him i will apologize and he has also messages from these spiritual teachers and extraterrestrial beings yes extraterrestrial beings because when he was 32 extraterrestrial beings started to appear to him teaching him and sharing glimpses of the future and giving messages to us and uh, gave them to him for him to pass them on to us 
and uh, we're going to hear about that. Uh, what it was like being on this ship, what they looked like, and what they told him. So hang on for this one, because in the second half, we're going to have an interesting one on this one. And uh, yes, there may be some hints from these beings about maybe what we could do and what is in our future. So uh, we'll wait for that. And uh, now he has uh, the last book that he has put out is called The Homecoming, Crossing the Bridge to the Soul. And uh, yes, uh, th this is going to be good. So sit back, grab a deep cup of coffee, just like this one, and watch the train roll on. I'm going to hand it back to Nori to start that train. In the meantime, welcome to the show, Keith. Welcome, Keith. It's so good to see you. Om Sri Saram, Guru Devadatta. Thank you for having me, so both of you, you, including Mac as well. Everybody's involved. Thank you. Oh, it's just good to be with you. Always with you, both. Yeah. So tell us, tell me what's new. I mean, we haven't really talked in a while, and things are really evolving in your life. So what's... Mm -hmm. What's on the front burner for you right now? <laughs> that much. <laughs> the all, the divine. Um, I'm doing some serious, intentful praying. A level of prayer I'd never found before. You know, all prayer is beautiful and good and beneficial. But I found this letting go falling technique and calling the, the Lord's name. Some people call it the Christ consciousness or Buddha consciousness. When we start narrowing down these vibrations, the name of God is Lord Dattitreya. But when you, Matreya, Dattitreya, Christ. But when you really want to call the essence of the consciousness um, down to its finest component, and begin to reverberate that. It's Om Sri Sairam Guru Devadatta. Basically, the um, meaning of such mantra, name of God, is um, I recognize you as the Supreme Lord of the universe, sort of kind of picture that it paints. This is what I'm doing, but ironically, Agi wants to talk a little later about my extraterrestrial things, but it's the extraterrestrial things that we're going to talk about later that started all of this, and, well, one aspect, and, and brought me to this point of hanging out, if you will, with these God-realized beings. So my goal right now to open up with your, your question, Noreen, um, is I'm dying. Dying. An aspect of me is completely dying, wow. burning into, into the fire. Beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful, Thank and you. and I I get it. You know, on on as much as I can get it, I get what you're saying. And so, for for those people who maybe haven't heard that term, um, you know, I've been studying with Candace, and there's a lot of of. of uh, information there that's opened me up to different cultures. Um, Keith is not physically dying, but aspects of him is dying in order to open up to this new, um, what would you call it? This new fullness of who you are as a disciple? I would say that would be a good way of describing it, but I don't know if we, I, I can't even describe what it is in there. All I know is when I go into that place, which I think we're going to hit on some points here. When I go into said place that I'm doing currently in my life, everything stops. 
It's perfect. The world, the world is completely gone. And I don't mean just like in a ohm kind of situation. There is no ohm in there. There's nothing. It's just completely nothing. I just know I never want to leave. I just know I never want to leave. Aww, that's so beautiful. Well, I know also when you are in the presence of these kinds of individuals, even though they're physical, but they are spiritual, very high vibratory spiritual leaders and teachers, there are some times that we may have things happen that some people would call miracles. And have you seen much of that? <laughs> Being in the presence, if I may, being in the presence of Swamji, who is Swamji? Swamji is a divine incarnation. This is his ninth avatar on planet Earth. This is the Mahashivratri festival, I think, in Gandur, uh, India. Swamji is Datta on the Earth. Um, I had the blessed opportunity to not only meet this avatar, but to be um, infused with his divine power. You're going to see a little bit of that in a little bit, um, in, a, in just a moment. But he is on the earth doing lots of magical things. And when I had the blessed opportunity to spend time with Swamji, he done something pretty, pretty powerful to me. And if this would be a good time now to play that video, it's about three or four minutes. That way, Augie asks, what are some of the things? I went to a darshan, which means blessing of a holy man at someone's house in Memphis. And I rode separately from a friend of mine who I invited. We both sat on two different sides of the room. These are some of the things that Swamji does. He says things before you say them. He already knows. Uh, he, he'll play with you, and that's called Leela. I'm sitting on this side of the room, and he gives me the rock and roll sign, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at Michael Sink and goes, both of you. <laughs> so he, he's. I've seen him in his um, infinite knowingness. But something he done to me in that very same house is, he opened me up. So if I can play that video now, I think you, Please, I think everyone would have great. a better understanding than me trying to describe it. What he's going to be describing is how Data, God, Jesus, whatever you want to call it, lives in all of us. And it's not just an explanation. When you look at this man, all you see is light phenomena. Everywhere he goes, there's, the sun is always on him. His hair caters to it, illuminates. Um, but toward, he's going to explain the current and how this is all together. Because I asked him the question, you know, if he had a chance to talk to God, my first question would be, what is it like to be you? <laughs> so he actually physically shows me. Here we go. Awesome. Uh, I'm sure words probably don't describe it enough. But what is it like to be in Swamji's reality? There is power. There is power, all pervading, everywhere. <laughs> Just like uh, current. Current is everywhere, according to science also. The current is in the pool, current is in the water, electricity. The current is in each and every atom also. So everywhere current is there. But if I put a bulb taking the coal, is it lightning? It is not giving light. It is not making the bulb to give light. If I put a bulb in the water, it is not giving the light. But there is a scientific process to extract 
to the power current in that water in that coal the scientists know and the scientists they extract they store store and they bring to our house then if we connect to the house we will be able to get the benefits if it comes to the bulb it is giving light if it comes to the fan it is giving air if it comes in the radio it is giving sound if it comes into the tv it is giving sound and view sight in the ac room transforming the changing the atmosphere and you have the awareness yes connection having the connection that is the <laughs> yoga yoga means yoga means having connection unity right connection connection with our mind the universal mind with the power which is existing which is omnipotent and omnipresent the current is all, in the all the wires are current is there in the in our house take an example in our house wiring is work is do uh, the electricity is doing wiring work and he is putting the inverter what me sockets sockets some there yeah if, if we want to have connection we are not touching the wire if we touch the wire it will shock so we are putting, we are putting connection here it there is a method with that method we are taking the current same way thank you so if i touch if i take your hand like this that was a demonstration of what happened it was shaktipat he literally brought that dr current into my being and though this was not recently this was some years ago i did this interview with him this is so relevant actually to the first question at least to my life what he has been doing over these years as a disciple of his for everyone but meaning me because this is my life he's been teaching me how to connect not to just be a spiritualist he is through all of this practice that we described a little earlier about me saying this name over and over it's literally plugging me into the divine mind and once this begins process begins to happen you be, the kundalini in the back begins to rise and then it begins to undulate over and over sort of like this image here turns within itself infinitely when this becomes conscious 
it can get a little wonky down here. It can hurt and it can be dangerous because it's the most potent power. It's the most dangerous one. And you have to know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I'm guided. And I even pray, push as hard as you can. Push as hard as you can provided. I don't just just pour for rain and become, you know, blasted away. Yeah. So I just want to back up a little bit. Is it, is it the, are you experiencing this the place of no mind is is that i mean how hard is that i mean you know we're we are so indoctrinated you know with our our chattery mind our monkey mind our analytical mind 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 think 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 right we can't even go to sleep because we're always thinking they think so is so the place to be everything and and with all is the place of not no thing is that fair because yeah because absolutely because even trying not to think is a thought exactly it continues continues the problem what i do is this is a demonstration what i do is i literally well when it was cold for the last five months i've been doing this for five months very seriously i go to the bed covers over my head and i get at it Om Sri Saram, Guru Deva Datta, Om Sri Saram, Guru Deva Datta, Om Sri Saram, Guru Deva Datta, over and over for hours, literally hours. And then after about the first week, the integration process started, so I don't have to do it. In fact, when I'm four feet from the bed with no intention but to get in it, it's already starting on its own. I get to sit back and enjoy the automatic pilot bliss, but I still add to the quotient of it on automatic pilot because I want to constantly expand this thing. I constantly want to integrate. So to answer your question is, how do you get out of the noise? When you begin your Om Sri Sam Guru Deva Data Ing, or whatever it is that you're Ing, I refine the vibration, the mantra, once you get into that role, there's, there's nothing in there. There's truly nothing. It's void of everything but possibility. How's that? And, and mm-hmm. that's where that's where everything is, right? That's where everything is zero, nothing, so, zero, zilch, not a yet. You were talking about Kundalini undulating up your spine. I mean, Kundalini can burn you. So, mm-hmm. what for people who don't know, uh, what is Kundalini? Kundalini is fire. It's the creative fire of God, and it starts at the base of the spine, the first chakra, the root chakra. The trick to being a spiritualist is to raise that energy as quick as possible, but as careful as possible. If that's your goal is to become illuminated as quick as possible because we want to become. And then, of course, life's journey is beautiful in of itself. So we shouldn't skip or glaze over anything. But this is my explanation of Kundalini. It's life energy. It's fire. It is the furnace of the divine. At least it comes through this. The furnace of the divine is really here. And the cyclical nature of the bottom to the middle to the top starts the whole rotation, right? In and out. Kundalini, like you said, it can burn you. It can hurt you. If it rises too fast to the top of your head when it gets close to that third eye, you will start seeing things you never thought existed or everything you can imagine could exist. And you're going to be on levels of conscious or unconsciousnesses. That is just simply not fun, making you wish you never started raising your kundalini in the first place. It's the doorway. It's the door. People say it's the door to God. I can tell you right now, it's the same door to hell. They are the same door. The door to God is the door to hell. Because if you don't understand what God is, and you walk into the door to God, and you're laced with fear, 
it's your door to hell. <laughs> That's true. And I hear you speaking of the door off often. So, you know, we tend to think about heaven and hell like in different locations, you know, one is up, one is down, but that's not necessarily true based on what you're saying, right? So can you explain a little bit more about how this door is both the the entrance, the opening to heaven and hell? What, yeah. what changes it? Is it our thoughts that make it different? Oh, absolutely. We're engaging ourselves into a situation and by beholding it in the eye of the beholder, it creates itself. When scientists look at a subatomic, don't look at a subatomic particle, it's wave, it's an infinite potential. But when they look at it, it becomes a particle. It becomes solidified. It's all the same thing. And we're made of God knows how many quadrillion upon times infinity of these subatomic particles. And so when our soul, the personality of who we are, focuses in on something, all of those quotients of subatomic particles simply turn with you and it begins to manifest but that there is no door to hell and there's no door to heaven but yet it's the same thing Par even paradox gets squashed at this threshold again if someone um, stands before let's a door an opening of visitation and apparition whatever this doorway is and they don't understand the truth of God and God reveals itself and they come from a dogmatic kind of place they're going to find themselves experiencing something other than they've ever known as God itself. This door is called 2023. <laughs> and here we are. And that door is open. Here's the beauty. I understand lots of wonky stuff is going to happen. Lots of it. And if you stay there, lots of st wonky stuff is going to happen to you. Equally powerful is every time something of a hard nature happens, you have to find the other thing because they're going to graduate together until this duality completely re is removed from our spectrum. In other words, something bad just happened. Look around the world. Something beautiful is happening within you. So this whole dance until it rises above this dual split in the first place. But 2023 is that door. I, I strongly, and I'm going to use this word intentionally, I warn everyone. Yeah. Find your balance. Find your balance. The monster is bigger than we can imagine. So is right. the guy. Right, right. Um, I just, I just want to take a divergent path for a minute and say, happy birthday to Nancy, our moderator. Happy birthday, Nance. She's twenty nine. She said again. And, and Margaret, <laughs> thank you for the super chat and thanks everybody. I see you guys in the chat room. Just wanted to say a shout out to everybody. So. In the place, right, if we can master that place of no mind during, you know, mundane events, then we get, we become masterful so that when big things seem to happen, we can like stay steady, you know, right? I mean, that's one Not of only the for ourselves, but for everybody else as well. Absolutely. Yes, because one thing that will help us excuse me, one thing that will help us to change such dire events into something different is not only just being still and quiet within, but intently becoming engaged in an exercise of transforming it into something beautiful. When I was going through that a relationship many years ago, the girl of 10 years left, it was horrible. 
It was the devil. It was the door to the devil. All these years later, because she left, I found God, if you will. All of them because of what she did. It was the same door. It was how I was perceiving what was happening to me in that, in that time. But as we engage and to try to change a situation, now in hindsight, analogously, that relationship breakup, I see it as, it was an unfolding of a flower and all that trouble and depression and dark night of the soul. So all that's happening in the world, if we could find it in ourselves, though we may not like some of the things and it's not meant for you to like, though we won't understand it, if we could find the disposition that everything is unfolding like a flower perfectly, just completely perfectly, then we become anchored even more. And then everyone, why are you so doggone peaceful when these people are doing this? And then they curious to know what you are doing and then they become a part of your fold and yeah, your family, divine family grows bigger. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so we're, we're talking about the place of no mind where you be with the divine and then the practical applications of it here and this density. But we're also talking about the realm of the miraculous. Can you talk about some of the miracles that you've experienced <clears throat> around Swamji? Yeah, Swamji, um, <laughs> I was doing a, re- uh, I was writing just when I started, no, no, this was pre that many years ago. Uh, when I got back from India, I wrote the book for the love of God. That doesn't matter for the love of God. So I get back and I start this four year journey of writing in this book just every so often. When I got to the last page, God, God calls me by the telephone. I don't know why. So I, uh, meaning Sai Baba as well, but, um, I got to the last page, fixed the last grammatical error, a comma, took it out, I added one, whatever. Hit save on the document, stood off the chair in front of the computer and said, thank you, Lord, for 14 beautiful years. My phone rings as I'm trying to go to the bathroom. Hi, Keith. Who's this? Mona. Mona Winfrey? Yes. What's going on, Mona? We do the meet and greet for a little bit. Listen, Keith, uh, I got a holy man from Andy who confound you astrally and wants you to interview you him on your radio show. And he happened to be in town, and I have never met this man. He never saw Keith Blanchard. So I'm standing in the Unity Church. There's an aisle, and he's the podium's up here or the plat- the stage where he's going to speak. So he walks up. Soon, <laughs> soon as he walks up and turns the corner, there I mean, he says, I've been waiting to talk to you. <laughs> wow. So he, he plays his little fun games to just pique your curiosity to see if you believe that he is who he is. Um, but I would like to share with the audience for me other something he's integrated in me. There was another session that I did an interview with him and he started tapping on my back and rubbing my spine. He, that's when, that's when he activated the switch. And that was some years ago. Again, this has to go slow. You don't want to blow your head off like dynamite. But when I go into this cave, I call it the cave of Samadhi. Samadhi means unity with God. And I ain't coming out for anything. <laughs> I go in there with those covers over my head and I start mantraing. Om Sri Saram Guru Deva Dutta. Om Sri Saram Guru Deva Dutta. And this is when I start to incorporate 369 Tesla. You want to understand the secrets of the universe, the vibration of 369. So, and Swamji said this throughout the years, and he didn't say, well, Keith, this is how you manifest. But I put all this together and it just, it, the whole thing just clicked. So I go into, I'm 
Why not use the power of the Lord? And I stay in the power and the nothing and the infinite potential of that. Until there's nothing but that. And I stay with it. And then I do this 369. I heard also in a video I played of him, I, I often review because these avatars, when they say something that you may not get, go back a few years later, it'll stick out like a sore thumb. 369. And then he started talking about the elements of the universe. This is what I figured out, figured in rather, and I invite everyone to do this. Om Sri Saram Guru David Datta, Om Sri Saram Guru David Datta, Om Sri Saram Guru David Datta. 369s kind of thing. Maybe you could start off your your monologue with just a long session of that particular mantra. You can use any mantra because it's the intention, but this mantra refines the vibration. So I go in there with this intention of getting lost into nothing. And then I started inducing 369 and call upon the elements of the earth, earth, water, fire, air, space. Be with me here now and together we're going to manifest Lakshmi's infinite wealth. Earth, water, fire, air, space. I do this three, and then I do Om Sri Saram Guru David Dr. three. I do it six, and then I do the prayer, six. So I'm doing this, and as I'm doing this, I'm squeezing this kundalini through my being, in which each mantra, I literally project this outward. And I'm feeling this happen. I had someone contact me the other day and gave me a thousand dollars. So I say this because it's a it's the way to create from a platform of no agenda. You're just in a quiet, the quiet, empty quantum mechanical field, and you just take a pebble and you go. That's it. It's really that easy. But it's three six nine. Get used to this process. Um, contact me. I've been more than happy to talk to you. Oh, that's wonderful. It'll create miracles in your life. That's wonderful. So do you, I don't, I don't want to lead that way. What, what role do you think your meeting with extraterrestrials had leading up to where you are now and what you've been through meeting Swamji and, you know, becoming, um, um, more fully opened and activated. What do you think that had to do with it, if anything? The first few years that I had experience with, I was eight or nine. This happened for about two, give or take years. I was a little boy, just a little boy growing up in a Catholic family, big black backyard. I find myself outside very often. No, no, there was there was no pattern. It was very random, and I'd be outside and not knowing why. Because the last thing an eight or nine year old boy raised Catholic in a big black backyard wants to do is be outside at three o'clock in the morning because you know, I'm Catholic. And the devil's out there. He's going to get you. Ghost, boogeyman, big dogs. Last thing I want to do is be outside. So I'm outside and I come to a state of consciousness and I'm outside. And I'm looking up. Every time I did this, I was always looking up. I never felt fear. I never felt violated. I never felt afraid. I'm like, what is this all about? And because I'm still sharp now, but when I was a young boy, I was a runt. And so trying to get back into my house, I mean, I, I didn't want to knock on the door. Uh-uh. No. So I always left my bedroom window open. And I found a cinder block that when I propped it up against the wall, it allowed me to be just tall enough to lunge myself into the window to go back to sleep. I don't remember any of this. Come the age of 33, mm-hmm. this started to happen. This started to happen. <laughs> um, and once I... Yes. 
I didn't think about that. 33369. So when I um, was watching a program on the Discovery Channel one evening, and something in that episode triggered everything in me since I was a child. What the answer to that question you just posed is, they were in my life early on to manipulate my energetic system on somewhat a physical level, because extraterrestrials are higher vibrational, but they can't get to the physical level when these divine yeah. beings are just mostly operating in these very, very, very subtle, finer planes. Whatever the reason or the explanation or excuse I can use, these extraterrestrials different from aliens. Extraterrestrials belong here. Aliens don't. Hence the word. You're alien. You're foreign. You don't belong here. They came to manipulate my energetic system to make me ready for the entrance of Satya Sai Baba and later on, which is the most recent past, about eight years, Swamji. Amazing. Amazing. Do you think that that primed your consciousness even a little? Because that's a, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big experience for a little boy. <laughs> yeah. It, it had to start some sort of integration process. It, maybe it was purposeful. I wasn't aware of eight years old to 33. You know, there's some some things that had to be moving around and being raised Catholic, I could have disturbed the process of where these things truly could have wanted to settle and my fear would have been interfering with this. I don't know why all this, I just know that I came here to do the work that I do. And Swamji, the first time I ever spoke to the divine being i was upstairs in that house and he says he wants an audience with you and i went up there and he says you've been hanging around earth a long time he said you were very close to god last time very close so he proceeded to tell me that i've always been with him it's forever you are with your forever see the thing about these deities i understand the spiritual model we don't need deities it's within us oh trust me i totally get it we don't need yep. any of that it's me. I get all that. Here's how it works with a guru. Nori has a guru. Agi has a guru. Keith has a guru. Everybody has gurus. These gurus, what they are, are anchors. You may not be aware of said guru in your in their quantum field, but you are in it. Without said gurus in the quantum field, anchoring and holding things down, the whole world would have went dark a long time ago. <clears throat> this is the purpose of having a guru consciously. The guru, You could be considered a cell phone. It's what you are, your cell phone. Or at least not you. Yep. It's more the information inside. But this is what you are. You want a good, sharp, powerful signal? There's a 5G tower over there. The guru is the 5G tower. That without, your cell phone does not work. So connecting to that which is already there, consciously, Om Sri Sadam Guru Devadatta, Swamji says, if I may. If we... Recite Om Sri Sairam Gurudeva Datta. Datta himself becomes our own person. And we will become Datta Swarupa, that universal power. That means if we connect ourselves with the universal current, then we ourselves becomes the universal current, universal power. That is the greatness of Om Sri Sairam Gurudeva Datta. This is not a written mantra. This is the inspiration through inspiration from the deepest part of the heart, touching the brain and coming out to benefit the society, to benefit the people in the society. Om Sri Sayam Gurudeva is the most powerful mantra. 
which makes each and every one powerful and peaceful and which connects his personal mind with universal mind and which connects yourself to the universal good that's the analogy that is the overall of this entire interview with both of you and i appreciate you let me share the fire in my heart to help motivate and move other people as i invite them to do the same for me absolutely it's just wanting it and when you were with these extraterrestrials and uh, there's always a spiritual connection to that just even if it doesn't appear like it it does have a spiritual connection what what would it feel what kind of feeling did you have being with them and on their ship what did it look like what did they look like what imposed their consciousness into you so you can tell us the message that they may have given you when I go aboard, I'm going to call it a craft, though I have no evidence that it is. Sometimes I know that they are craft. Sometimes I could be in people's living room that live in another world or their version of what we call a living room. All I know is I go to this place where I'm hanging out with others. I do see some of them um, because once I, once I get into this experience, immediately I shift to a non a, to a non so non-physical levels if you will i look around and i see mostly humans believe it or not mostly what looks like humans maybe that's something my mind is painting because i know what other people look like but i also have seen excuse me quite a few times the typical stereotypical uh little being here and there but i've seen some pretty wonky looking beings when I had an experience many years ago, people laugh at this all the time. I had an experience with a being by the name of Enoch. And I, I, I inter, inter, inwardly, I felt this prompting because when this, when that, this, this was on a ship, there was a, a guy next to me and I can only see him peripherally. I just knew he was there and then type of person like a manager, a clipboard, you know, taking notes. And the feeling I had was, congratulations, Keith, you've been a good boy all these years. Today is one level of graduation. And out of this room comes a five foot seven feminine type being, but I think it was androgynous. This feminine feeling being um, dressed in all earth tones in a hat. I wasn't sure if it had hair or a headdress. And I'm not kidding you. If you've seen the movie Predator, the creature, oh. it just flowered dress with blue flowers, white, but it did not have the crab mouth, so to speak. It had the headset, the hairdress, um, sort of a strange looking mouth, but the power that came off of this being was amazing. And then the guide says, now, Keith, I want you to meet Enoch. So Enoch comes out of the door on the left and they looked identical, literally identical. The only way you can tell the difference that between these two is that Enoch had a level of power that even made his level of power look like nothing. Um, and I asked the question, why don't you look like the other people I just saw in the other room? They said, it's something that we do because one, we can, we choose our appearance to you, how it has the greatest impact, but it also shows a status, a figure of authority because other of the others can't do that until they have this level of consciousness to be able to manipulate themselves all the way to express it in a physical way. Um, they mostly, you know, and Aggie, I, I'm a mixed bag guy when it comes to what do they look like. The messages I often get when I hang out with these extraterrestrials, 
higher evolved beings is it's more or less like I'm going to Aki and Nori's house and everybody's over there and we're just sitting there hanging out. And it's never really this message kind of, let me give you this message for humanity kind of thing. Though every once in a while I'll get something and I often have the opportunity to look out of a window and see what looks like the earth down there kind of thing. Uh, I have all those experiences, but this is an integration for me of being with others, not as high as these divine beings, if you will. So in other words, there's, there's some light phenomena that begins to happen, but it still has a level of depth that I'm, I'm obviously still needing. Mm -hmm. yes. to be able to understand it. Yeah. Did they tell you anything about things that might be happening? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure because of my matrix being so open. I'm sure that they're yeah. talking to me as well as well as my deceased loved one, as well as with you and Nori and Mac and everybody else around here. We're all these cell phones picking up these tower signals. And so yeah. that's when it becomes our selection to choose to engage with this group of people, with this group of people, and by leaning in like I do when I'm on these craft, I don't really hear people with my ear. I hear them in the field. And if someone is across the room, like we're, we're in a restaurant, we're all having food, right? And we hear each other at the table, but we hear the chatter over there, especially this one lady who's really loud. She giggles a lot. And so we want to hear what she's saying, so we kind of lean into it. The same thing. When I'm on these levels and these beings around, I hear the murmur of the entire field. Uh, yeah, I have often. So something said, someone said something that sounds a little delicious. I'll just lean into it, and it just opens up and it comes into the experience. But we're all receiving these thoughts, ideas. They don't belong to us. Like Nori said, yeah. it, it's zero. Our essence is zero. We don't even think the thoughts. We mm -hmm. are opening in the consciousness and said yeah. thought that vibrates to it comes in and we experience it. I know one question that is on probably everybody's mind these days, and that is that um, we find ourselves in a uh, process of world transition. For us, that is trying to do the right thing and accelerate upwards our vibratory existence and possibly be able to create something more benevolent but there are some that doesn't think that way, and they're trying to move it the other way into total control and whatever goes with that. What will happen, do you think, when we get to a place where we have all the good things that we want? Will the scuzz buckets of the world, will they be there also, or will they be left behind? What do you think? Left behind is a good way to see it. In other words, I've left the, the world is never going to change. The world today is never going to change. We're going to elevate to levels of the world that exist in better capacities. Mm -hmm. But for right now, that's too much to handle. Too much cracker at one time in the mouth. It gets, you get thirsty. So we're changing the world. One way to change the world is to start helping other people as much as you possibly can. Yeah. It'll change your vibration like you cannot imagine. Well, Keith, I don't have time. I'll show you. Do you have plenty of time because what may happen in your world in the future if you're not such one of helping other people, the life you are living may take a backseat to what's happening all around you because you are not grounded. Mm -hmm. So helping other people is saving miles of what it is and where you're trying to go. What is going yeah. to happen as we graduate? Um, exponentiate into infinite possibility. 
I'm doing it under the covers in the cave. I do want to help other people. Center of Light Foundation is always about empowering people. I don't do this for money, never have. Point is, we are leaving the world behind. And it looks like people are disappearing when actually we are the ones disappearing. Yeah. People being Mm -hmm. left behind, they don't leave the earth like the Jim James Cameron movie, not James, whatever, Kirk Cameron movie. That's not what's happening. We're the ones leaving. We're raising ourselves out of the the the, the, the quagmire, uh, the cesspool, and we're getting really good at it. And every moment that goes by and everyone begins to wake up, it begins to turn faster and faster and faster and faster. But we yeah. still got a few years ahead of us. Yeah, is that somewhat similar to what uh, Christians talk about when they mention the word the uh, rapture? Would that have the same effect, do you think, as something like that? It's time to wrap it up. <laughs> you yeah. know, we can wrap up the situation, like, like we're, let's wrap this thing up, or we can wrap it like a gift. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, that's, that's the idea. I mean, I think it has a place in that same description for sure. Um, you know. Because the, per- the sages of that time, they wrote about this, they talked about it. And uh, there's something to this, I think, not just a myth. I think there's something behind that concept. Sure. And those prophets who were able to see all those years ago that predicted these events, the God that lived in them is the same God that lives in us that helps us to see things differently. Mm-hmm. So. Prophecy is just basically saying, this is where you're headed. Are you sure? You might want to go to the beach instead of... <laughs> yeah. That's what prophecy is. Do you see a major, major event that may be helping to bring us all together? Yeah. Sadly, it's going to dissolve and destroy so many people. It's the door. Yeah. It's the magic door. What is that magic door? This is not doom and gloom. This is loom and bloom. And I hope this is not true. But from where Swanji sits, he said, this is going to happen. He said, mark my words. And that same video when he touched me later on, which I'm not going to show, but he said, it's coming. The it is coming. Oh. How is this a beautiful thing? It's the door. It's the same door. Hell and, hell and heaven. Can you imagine, and it's, doesn't, it's not necessary, we can all unify right now and change all the nonsense, and it goes away, bye-bye. But if it does happen, the door to hell is if it happens, but the door to heaven is on the other side of that. Can we imagine the level of compassion that's going to shoot through the Earth's orbit of all those brother and sisters who have perished in the nonsense of the clowns who fire a nuclear weapon? Yeah. Real or not. said it's going to be thrown and we're going to throw it back, meaning he was in America when he said it, implying that it's going to come, I'm assuming, someone's going to throw it here and the technology is so good, we're going to grab it and throw it back. Basically, that'll be it. It'll be over. But millions of people may die and many other billions of people will be sad and compassionate and empathetic and loving. And I think that's going to move us to the roof. I hope so. But we're all doing it. We're all we're all feeling this world out here is dead. It's not a world to see anymore. It's a world to feel. Yeah. And feel deeply. All people that are bad, 
they want to feel and they want to feel very deeply. All people that are good want to feel and they want to feel deeply. That's part of the human reason to come to be human is to play and experience. We just all got really good at it. Speaking of helping helping people, I don't know if I'm back yet. My internet was lagging. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of helping people, what what's your mission, Keith? You know, what is what is the mission of the Center of Light? What tell us about that? My mission. Ever since I was a child, I grew up in a family with an afflicted sister. She left the earth. She taught me greater compassion than any spiritual being ever, even Jesus. She paved the way because I realized, and she had an affliction. She walked crooked wheelchair all of her life being her two-year younger brother. People made fun of her, right? It hurt. But then my father was a great mentor just being the man he is. I wanted to be a Catholic priest. Dad gives me a guitar. God goes in the closet. Girlfriend breaks up. God comes back out of the closet. The Center of Light Foundation, for those who are interested in following my work on Roku, go to Roku and channel search Center of Light Foundation, centerofflightfoundation.org or .com, or you can find Center of Light Foundation or Center of Light Radio on YouTube. My purpose is, here's one of my mottos, without food, you cannot live. Without shelter, there is no comfort. Without proper education, there is no point. And without purpose, one can never be born. My goal yeah. is to very soon, told by Swamji, he's going to take care of all the funding. I'm going to buy a building, many of them, however this goes along. My dream is to open up a shelter, feed people. You can eat here free every day. I don't care. And it's going to be a big shelter, big, fancy. I like that idea. I deserve it. They deserve it. We all deserve it. Central of Light Foundation. Feed people. You can eat. Tell me something you love doing that you're very good at. I like to paint. Fantastic. You see that wall over there? Go paint it and make it a mural, if you will. Right? So then we begin to help people through proper education to become full of themselves. Right? Mm-hmm. Full of themselves. And then send them back out to bring other people in. Hey, I heard about. So it's to become that Kundalini Taurus forever turning in itself wheel. I want to help people without them owing anything, how the system should be. Going to a doctor, dear Lord, people got to pay through the roof to live. When it sounds cheaper to be dead. Yeah, that's So this is my way of helping. I love that. I wonder where that will be. Well, there may be multiple locations, you know. It's actually Swami's will. I'm just fortunate to be a football carrier that he threw the pass to me and I caught it. I love it. I love it. I caught it. it. And I didn't know too recently. He's been, he's got a, most of these God realized beings and there are a ton of them in India. They're everywhere around the world. But India, (laughs) probably because India is a little more tolerant or accepting, even in inviting and such things. America would frown on that really quick. But I and I didn't know this all these years. After even after I created this LLC in this Roku channel, um, I did some research on some of Swamji's earlier stuff in his videos. And he has a hospital and the dentist office, and he feeds people and he provides this for the sick and shelter. And I was like, 
Love that. That's what putting this together. Like this is what our meeting is all about. So I find myself um, in this place about to graduate into something I've been wanting to do since I was a child. And I yeah. didn't even know what it was. And now it's unfolding in a way I, no, I could have never described. Sure, sure. How how soon do you anticipate that might be unfolding to fruition? It has to happen soon. It has to happen soon. I'll tell you why. It doesn't have to happen soon. I'm using this as wordplay because I, I wanted to stop being a musician. I didn't like it anymore. I did it 30 plus years. I'm tired. COVID hit, couldn't work. I created a nest of money for myself to live on. After a month of COVID, I realized I ain't going back to music. I don't want to do, I don't want to do it anymore. So I had a couple of meetings personally with Swanji. Swanji, yes, Keith. I don't want to play music. Don't worry about money, Keith. It's coming. And I don't know what the, it is. It's coming. And a few years later, about eight months ago, we did a remote session with Swamji from India. And my nest is getting smaller, paying rent. It's all dwindling. And people are saying, Keith, you might want to go get a job. I said, I can't. There's no way I can leave this mission. I, I cannot not, not work. I have to not do it. I have to trust. I was told, Keith, and when I had that meeting, he did one of those magic tricks, if you will. Leela's miracles. While remotely in India, Anjana says, Swami, Keith's in the room. Hey, Keith. And he proceeded to tell me already what I was going to ask, but I didn't really hear it because I wanted to vocalize my question so I can feel, so I could feel heard. Right. Hey, Dr. Ellen here, the Swansea. Midlife Whisperer. So Keith. glad that Don't you are here today. Money. We have listeners from all over. The, the reason I share this powerful, vulnerable story it makes me is I have to jump off the cliff. Yeah, I have to not try to create money to make this happen. I have to, and it's not like he is blessing me with money. Right, he's teaching me how to do it. He's teaching me how to connect, to become powerful and peaceful, to do it for myself. And I offered everyone this particular practice that I have no doubt if you did. So the money is really not me. It's for me to live because I need to eat and shelter myself, have a son, and those wonderful things that I deserve for doing all of this for many, many years, like everyone who does what they do for years to reap yes. the benefits of said hard work. Yes. After that, it goes to everything. It goes to everyone. I even want to get my hands in Africa. Um, all this stuff. People say, well, you should worry about saving yourself. Don't worry about saving the world. I say horseshit. I say everyone should try to save the world. And in so doing, we truly save ourselves. People think you save yourself, you save the world. Yes, a coin is a coin, and we keep looking at the tail side of it. This is how we do it. Why don't we just kind of like pull back and look at the whole thing and realize it's all inclusive. Exactly. And I do it. One thing I get from it is seeing the joy on people's face. That's pretty much the only reason I do it. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. And yeah. how can people find you, find your books? Are you still doing um, a little bit of your, your um, sessions with people? Do you still do that? I can. I haven't done them in, in a while. Uh, I just got so busy building Roku channel. It took me a long time, 12 hours, 6 to 12 hours almost every day, hunkering in, learning all this stuff. Um, you can find everything, really, uh, at centeroflightfoundation.org. There's a link there even to find Swamji and what his – spiritual lineage is about 
his birth, how he performed miracles, pictures of him that are not photoshopped. You can see him in this light phenomena with three heads and all this crazy stuff, beautiful, crazy stuff. But if you're looking for Center of Light Foundation on Roku, you have to literally go to Roku and look up Center of Light Foundation. Um, but everything else you can find in the website. So cool. And I'm open to your, uh, your uh, sessions, yeah. Your sessions are good because they're fast. <laughs> you get you just like you just go right. You shine the light and hit that point that, that needs to be made. So, Augie, we only have four minutes left. Would you like to ask Keith your uh, favorite question? Yeah, I I would do that, <laughs> but that will only take two minutes, and then I have a two more minutes to ask another question and that is that there's so many people that is unhappy with what they do today what would you suggest for them to do maybe to find their purpose find something that is more valuable in their life so that they can be happier fantastic beautiful question this is a question that brought me to where i am what would i do if money was not involved there you go. What would I do if money was not involved that I would do forever because it simply brings me joy? That is where your greatest reward is going to be. One, because of the money, because you're so good at what you do. You are so, you are paint. If you go painting a musician because you hate painting, because that's what musicians do, they paint, and you're not into it, the line's going to be all squiggly. But if you're really a painter, mm. you're going to focus. If, you, if you're doing something you don't like, you're going to be wiggly and squirming around because you don't like it. You're not going to be focused and anchored. One is to find doing what you love. If you want an island and didn't need money, what is that one thing you would do every day simply because you love it? That's one way to find it. Um, how do you find it? You know it's there. Well, I never really thought about that question. You know it's there. Find five things in your life that you like to do and then start kicking them out one by one until you're left with the last one. And begin at least to take it on incrementally for now, so that in five years, hindsight, you can go, I did it. Thank God, I jumped and finally did it. Or you can go to Augie's because he's a pilot. You can put a parachute on, go how many thousands of feet, and jump out of the airplane. Jump out of a perfectly good airplane. That's another way. Yeah. But I tell you, it can be scary. But either way, some people jump out of the airplane and loft to the ground, float. Some of them, the chute don't open. My point is, everything that it takes years to achieve when you work a job, you can achieve simply by jumping. Mm -hmm. So you save a lot of time, but careful. Yeah. Make sure you know how to land. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah faith, is in the, faith is in the landing, <laughs> not the falling, mm -hmm. right? That's <laughs> a good one. I'm going to borrow that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wonderful. Augie, have, that, yeah. have your famous question. And now to our favorite question, and that is that, Keith, if you could speak to the whole world and the world was listening right now, what would you tell them? Don't worry, be happy. Yeah. There's something that lives in here. Yep. It's an eternal fire. <laughs> And this is the mind. This is the mind. And when that fire moves through a clear mind, like Swampy talked about, connected universal mind, Om Sri Saram Guru Devadatta is what will purify you. And when that fire 
moves through a clear mind, the light of God is unencumbered. And then you take your sexy backbone and you walk toward your destiny. There's a fire inside. Become clear and move in that direction. The whole world, if not you, will find it. What is the it? It's nothing. Start with the beauty of you. Look at yourself in the mirror and massage yourself, your soul. Realize what you're looking for looks like you when you look in the mirror. There's nothing else. I understand you have a sexual partner, you have nice food. These are all trinkets and fun little toys. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's about to happen in the world is going to be a loud noise and a beautiful song. Do your best to understand you know how to listen to it, to see it, and to process it. The world needs you. It needs you to be balanced. Beautiful. Yep. Thank you. Find the fire be within. Off. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much. So good being with you. And you have to come back sooner than a year, like Avi said in the beginning. My whole life is this chair. I love this chair, and this chair loves me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. I appreciate you you both, all all of you, Nancy, Mac, Nori, Avi, audience. Find me. I'm approachable, anyone. Thanks for being in the chat room. Thanks if you're watching this on the replay. Come back and see us next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And we'll see you next week. Much love, everybody. Bye, Augie. Bye, Keith. Bye, Mac. Bye-bye. Happy Christmas.